welcome to Pokies, where it's a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike, and I play with one Pokemon on the field. Hey. Hey. It's me. <laughs> How you doing? I'm terrified, man. Next week, I got to record an episode without you, and I'm not ready for it. I got to I... say that intro. Uh-oh. Can I practice? <clears throat> yeah, go for it. Hello, welcome to Pokesports Competitive Pokemon Podcast. All right, so I'm going to need you to do that one more time. <laughs> a little happier and with your mouth wide open. I was kind of, Okay. Yep, yep. That's it. Go for Hello, it. Hello, welcome to Pokesports Competitive Pokemon Podcast. Did I do it? I, I like that. If I could give one note, uh, I did say happier and with your mouth open. Uh, now, that time you were happier, I guess, but your mouth wasn't quite as open as it could be. So I'm going to need you to really open that mouth. Go for it. Is this what your uh, voice lessons are like? <clears throat> A little bit. <clears throat> and I know you might think that you're going over the top, but trust me, this is the camera loves it. I'm actually going to try for this one. <clears throat> yep. Hello and welcome to Poke Sports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. My name is Kevin. I play with me on the field. Ooh, that's not bad. Okay, Thank okay. You. Thank you. I Thank like you. it. You guys are need that happier and with your mouth wide open. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it three times. That's it. I've reached my limit. If you uh, beautiful people out there are curious as to why Mike is not going to be here next week. Mm. Mike, you tell him. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to Montreal. I'm going to Montreal for a week. I've got a big uh, conference that I'm going to be working on uh, there. And then right from there, I am going from Montreal to Ohio. So I have one suitcase that is going to last me 10 days. So I get to have stinky Mike next to me in bed. Yay. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I am going to be at a hotel with you gonna have working enough clothes? shower. <laughs> okay. I, I might oh, have enough clothes. I might have enough clothes. <laughs> you said one suitcase for two weeks, man. That's pushing it. It's, I struggle with one suitcase for four days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, especially for me, like my travel uh, thus far has been all done out of like a gym bag because we just go to like regionals, right? Or yeah, regionals yeah, or nationals. Right. We, we spend at most four maybe five days there uh and that's that's a gym bag's worth of stuff we've got a couple pants a couple shirts you know your garments and your your flossables and your uh, flossables. That's, that's all you need <laughs> oh did i ever tell you the story about how i forgot a belt in uh milwaukee is that really important that you forgot a belt it, my pants don't fit me my guy Okay. My pants are like really, really loose on me to the point where if I don't use a belt, I they are down my ankles. All uh, right. You might ask yourself, hey, Kevin, why don't you buy some new pants? Yeah, but I usually use a belt. I didn't have a belt, so I was wearing sweatpants all weekend. OK, OK. Wow. <laughs> uh, does that how does that make you feel? I felt gross. I really it, you're not I a mean, sweatpants guy. No, I like sweatpants. They're comfortable. Okay. But wearing the same sweatpants for four days, uncomfortable. Ah, you sweat in them. I see. <laughs> that is true. And it's something yeah. about wearing sweat sweatpants at a fancy Korean restaurant or a bar mm -hmm. just felt a little off. <laughs> I was definitely underdressed, but it's I got through it. Got through I the will say if we go to our Airbnb and they have laundry, they have a washer dryer. Oh, in there, fair. They, they should. I'm going to use it. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Yeah. And you guys might be asking yourselves, hey, Kevin, why don't you just buy a belt? We looked. Didn't find a single Couldn't find store. a belt. Wow. You'd be surprised how little Milwaukee has. They have a lot of pubs and not much else. 
That's it. <laughs> that, that is Milwaukee. A whole lot of pubs and not a whole lot of belts to hold the pubs up. You know what's funny is that right across the street from the convention center was a Kohl's. We were like, oh my goodness, we're saved. Because me and Harrison were both really looking for that, for you know, a clothing store. And then when you walk a little bit closer to the Kohl's, it said opening fall 2023. <laughs> Milwaukee, you're getting belts soon. Yeah, you can finally use a belt in Milwaukee. Yeah. I almost, I'm, I would be this close to being like, you know what? Let's get Amazon Prime on the, on the job. I should have done that. Right? Bruh, I'm so tilted. I could have just <laughs> ordered a belt to the Airbnb. <laughs> you get the same services over in Milwaukee. <laughs> I felt like I was in a third world country, man. What can I say? Oh, no. I, nah, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. Milwaukee's a great city. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have Harrison on next week. I'm going to be all alone and I'm going to be scared. I'm going to ruin Mike's baby somehow. I mean, if you guys didn't know, this podcast is Mike's baby. I'll... I'll <laughs> He's trusting me a lot, man. I think it's worth saying here too that uh, you, you were mentioning this on the Preage, and by the way, the Preage is the Pokey Sports pregame, uh, which is just a little banter podcast that Kevin and I do over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Pokesports. Uh, if you want to go and listen to that, you totally can. But uh, over there, we mentioned. Let me just devalue that a little bit by saying that uh, we mentioned that at you know occasionally people will be like, hey. Uh, who does your who does your editing? Who does your work? Who does your stuff? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to report like everything is us. Like main mostly everything is us mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Especially yeah, the YouTube we, stuff is pretty much almost all exclusively us. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> almost all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I will say the only things that we don't do are a couple of our shorts. Uh, because honestly can't be bothered and our teams for smackdowns and our teams. <laughs> and we're very forthcoming about that, yeah. but everything else from the thumbnails to the editing uh, of the long form videos to the podcast, that is Kevin and myself, everything on the Patreon that is Kevin and myself. Um, so, you know, when you see things like the podcast or when you see things like thumbnails on, on our, our videos, like that's, that's us. Mm-hmm. With that being said, this is one of the bu- busiest weeks we've had all year yes. and all of our lives because <laughs> we Mike's t- Mike's not going to be allowed to touch content for two weeks. So he mm-hmm. has to do two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm condensed to one day. So I already do one week in advance and now I'm going away one week, one weekend. Yeah. So I have to do two weeks in advance. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, currently a lot of content things recording days. Yeah, we should. Out we're both so crazy about this that we should be fine. Um, so you guys probably won't notice, but just know that we're, we're in pain, <laughs> but it's yeah, all- this is the last time for a little while that you will see Kevin or myself live. Yeah. <laughs> or like as, as close to live as possible. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, there's the, the videos that you're going to record on Thursday and I still have two more videos to record, but I'm like, considering yeah. go streaming the night, the, the, the morning of my flight, but we'll You're see nuts. I, yeah, You're we'll nuts. See what? Yeah. I mean, my flight's not till like two in the afternoon, I think. No, actually, what time do I fly in? I think noon. So if I stream like 8 a.m. to okay. 10, I'll keep me occupied. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'll sleep on the plane. 
Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this in the beginning, but yeah, we're going to have Harrison from the Game, Game Corner podcast on uh, on next week. So I will not yeah. be talking to myself. I will have a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, not to put the cart before the horse, but we have some interesting things planned for NEIC yeah. uh, that I hope people are excited for. Uh, I'm very excited for. The last time we went to NAIC, it was it was the best time. Honestly, mm. just the best time that we ever had over at a over at a Pokemon tournament. So we're hoping to make that kind of magic happen, happen mm. again. Live podcast. That'll happen. Mm-hmm. So we go from not having Mike to having too much Mike. Then they, it'll, <laughs> it'll all add up. <laughs> Entirely possible. Uh, so we figured that in the time before we say goodbye for a little bit Ever. before I hop on a jet plane and fly to my very, very important thing I have to go to. Uh, Are you going to spend time with Pierre? AMA. Did you, or not really? You're going to be working. We haven't, we haven't talked about that yet. You're going to be totally in the same should. city. Yeah. Might as well yeah. get some poutine together. I do believe that we're taking the same flight. Oh, so yeah. you might accidentally spend time with him. I might ac- <laughs> accidentally spend time with him. Yeah, it's true. I'll I'll reach out to him tomorrow. Actually, I just realized that. Yeah, like, huh? I'm gonna. You're be gonna the be same, there for a week. Yeah, you same area. Might as well get dinner, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> I was looking at my itinerary for work, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm done at like six o'clock every day. Sweet. Okay, that's that also got has to feel really nice because it's like from six to X. Yeah, you're just kind of a tourist. Like that's not bad. I'm just like relocating mm-hmm. for for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but in the meanwhile, we do have a tiny bit of news, and that is that we have missed the boat on Worlds. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, recently, details have been released for various events that will run through the Pokemon World Championships in Yokohama. Events will run from August uh, 8th through August 14th. So if you're planning on going to Pokemon Worlds as a spectator, or if you're just planning on being in Japan, um, during the second week of August, you were going to have the best time, and I'm incredibly <laughs> jealous. Yeah. I mean, apparently, even if we wanted to go, we can't go. Because, like, we both didn't get enough CP, and even if we, like... the, I think the only way that we will ever get enough CP is if we win NAIC. Sure. Uh, unlikely. But we also didn't get spectator lottery passes, which is a little sad. What, what do you mean? Like, the, the way that spectator passes are happening since worlds is in such high demand you have to get an email and that's on a lottery based system so it's like a rent it's rng screwing pokey sports again (laughs) so our friend harrison got the spectator thing he bought it even though he's not sure if he's going just because you might as well lock it in right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah Mm -hmm. it's kind of dumb i never got it i don't think you got it nope Uh, not many people that i know have got it so unless we were playing on playing at the regionals on day two. Oh, can't really go. Yeah. Can't really enjoy yourselves there. Did not know that. I thought that it was just a first come first serve kind of thing as usual, but I guess not. Wow. Uh, but let's talk about some of the cool things that are going on there. Cause honestly, even if you don't have a spectator pass, there's just a lot of cool things going on around Yokohama, Mm -hmm. uh, just for the event. People Um, in Japan love Pokemon. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of the stuff will require you to have a spectator pass, but um, a lot of the stuff won't. So 
That's pretty cool. The Pokemon Summer Festival Park will have a small festival with stalls and dances associated with the Pokemon games. That's pretty sweet. Uh, The Pokemon Trainers Cruise will be on board the luxury liner Japan Maru, where you can enjoy battles and trades. SSN, baby. That's the SSN. (laughs) (laughs) Give me my Mew. Uh, A Pokemon Fantastic Live show featuring Pikachu at Rinko Park will run. This is a ticketed event where tickets are lottery-based, again, with the the lottery-based tickets. Uh, This features a drone show and a Pikachu dance show. That's a cool lottery to win. I would love. I've never seen a a drone show live. No, I would love to I. see one. See one, yeah. That's got to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a night show, imagination into the next, is what it's called. Will run at night, featuring water displays and projections. This is a ticketed event where they are lottery based. Uh, Man, well, there you go. It's lottery nonsense. I get it. A Pikachu it, but march I hate will it. run, and a Pikachu march will also run. That one I don't <laughs> think is uh, lottery based. I think that one just is like down the you, street kind of thing you just got to go outside yeah yeah uh which some people won't do a special parade will run as part of the live show featuring many pokemon it is also a ticketed event that runs through that runs through lottery various pokegenic photo uh photo spots will be dotted around yokohama so there there are places for you to go just as a tourist yeah i mean th- i guess this is what happens when pokemon is in charge of yeah an event yeah they go all out when Pokemon is in charge of a Japanese event in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> they spend time on this one, folks. Yeah. Uh, for fans who didn't get a spectator pass, you'll be able to watch the streams at the convention center. Full, uh, first floor main hall. Tickets that, will be reserved on the official hmm. website. That's going to be one crowded first floor main hall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like for people that didn't get a spectator pass, come into this room and watch it on the TV. That's ambitious. That's that, I mean, maybe luck. they have so much space, just so much space. I don't know if you know Japan, but Japan is kind of populated. <laughs> <laughs> you think random people from Japan are just going to show up in that room and see what's popping? Yeah, it's that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully that turns out well. And I, I would have loved to be there. But honestly, fumble, it's fumble, a fumble. rough year for that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. Like. Japan already has a lot of travel or a lot of tourism right now. And, uh, and, and life is just crazy for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people that have world's invites that can't afford to go like that. And that's mm-hmm. a sad reality, but that's just the reality. Totally. Totally. Other thing, NAIC opened some more spots and registration is currently open at the time of recording. <gasps> awesome. For masters players. So if you, for some reason, uh, still haven't signed up and you really want to go, should try it out. I don't know how many spots they open, but they said it's a handful. So we're probably going to go above the player cap, which I'm so hyped for. I am checking the tournament details page right now. Should say somewhere how many. 980. Are, right? last, time, last time I checked was a 980. Yeah. 980 people so far? Mm-hmm. Registered? 1,000. Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably not all. Of, that includes juniors and seniors and there will be no shows, but I think the chances of us getting below 800 are very slim. That that's 180 people would have to no show and or juniors and seniors, which I just don't think is the case. No, it's a lot. Yeah, of juniors and seniors. I would expect maybe 40 each. 40, yeah. yeah. Uh, 40 juniors. I I suspect half of that for seniors. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, 
but yeah, the it would be really, really cool to see 800 Masters players at this NEIC. That I just want us so, to break so cool. the cap. I want us to break the cap to the point where they have to increase it. I want to see how high they increase it to. Yeah. Yeah. Let's break see it. What they, see what they can do there. I want to see them sweat at the amount of people. <laughs> be like, oh, no, we've got to invite so many people to Yokohama. If I remember correctly, if, assuming NEIC is in the same place as last year in the same hall it was big enough to hold Mm -hmm. not a thousand people because i remember it being huge and there's a lot less people than we needed there you know like just being so much space i guess there was still a lot of covid going on so they they gave the space but like they had the space to do it and they had like fully set up main stages and like tons of room for people to sit it was it was good mm -hmm. it was a great time an actual stage yeah not just Mm -hmm. like some truck box stage that they pull out from the actual truck bed the night before and set up right all right so let's get into what we're going to be doing today uh today is a no bones day for pokemon uh so we are going to be doing a little q a we've got to catch up on some q a uh we've got the past couple of episodes that we haven't really gotten to and then this last episode, we uh, we did a whole AMA. We were just like, hey, ask, ask us any of that. You know? Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back in episode 168, entitled Welcome Home, where we discussed home, the Pokemon returning to it, and what we were expecting, uh, I asked the question, with home upon us, is there a Pokemon you're excited to use again? Okay. And since then, Kevin and I, we have started putting out a ton of regulation D uh, content over on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pokesports um, where we've been using a lot of those home Pokemon. Uh, but admittedly, there are still some that just aren't allowed either because regulation D doesn't allow those Pokemon yet. Mythicals, legendaries, that kind of thing. For uh, some reason, walking wake and iron leaves for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but we have people like was boss who said incineroar, which, oh, so sorry Big to sad. burst your bubble. Yeah. Not yet. Hasuian Lilligant, though, was an answer. That's absolutely true. Ursaluna and Cleavor mm-hmm. are also very uh I've experienced this with all of these so far. Yeah. <laughs> so that was 10 days ago. How do you feel about those three Pokemon? Ursaluna cracked. Hasuian yeah. Lilligant, better Lilligant. It's a faster Lilligant, faster after you. And also... Um, you might not have considered this, but Solar Blade on it, you, mm-hmm. it pairs very well next to Torkoal. Solar Blade plus Chlorophyll is incredibly strong. Um, Super true. Cleavor, I was surprised by. I expected it to be hot trash, mm-hmm. but I played Cleavor with Stone Axe next to a Hisuian Samurott as well, and Stone Axe is a very... It's a very low damage move, but gets boosted by sharpness and sets rocks for free on the opposing mm. side of the field. So I got rock set up and then I was using Hasuian Samurott as well with Ceaseless Edge. And that sets up spikes that on the field. Spikes, yeah. And it was so nice when they switched into Talonflame next turn. <laughs> and it's huh. just like, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe rocks ain't too bad. You're you're playing singles. The thing is, it the, what makes it decent is that I don't have to waste a turn to set it up. It still does the damage, and I get the effect of breaking everyone's sash in the back. Yeah, like that is great in my opinion. 
that was the only way that hazards would ever work. Mm. They had to make Tailwind affect your team on the same turn that it was used for it to be for us to a care. really good yeah. move. <laughs> yeah, for us to for us to care about using it. Um, for stones, nobody is going to set up rocks uh, without a move that that also does damage. And that was even hard in in Sword and Shield. Like this isn't the first time that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, Gigantamax, uh, Duraludon, I mm. think. No, no, that, up. that that would be the that free w- pressure. I think you're thinking PP. you're thinking of uh, Kaparaja. Thank you. That would yes. set up the the steel spikes. It was a new type of hazard. That's right. That's right. Which we don't have in this one. But mm-hmm. even then, like nobody used that. Yeah. It had a built in thing that set up hazards, but it was just in this pool of moves that did so much better things, which was like you would rather get a usually. plus one in defense versus yeah. set up stones. Yeah, You had to fight with yourself of like, do I want this or this? That's probably why you're remembering Duraludon, because that that's the same thing with Duraludon. Like, totally. it's like, do I do I raise my stats or do I go for torment or what is it? Not torment, the PP down, the free pressure. Like, uh, mm-hmm. who cares? I'd rather raise my stats, rather lower your attack. Things like yeah, that. Yeah, people went for Dynamax Duraludon more than they went yeah, for absolutely. Gigantamax Duraludon. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't use Hotel Travago. We used regular <laughs> Travago. <laughs> the regular, regular Travago. <laughs> we didn't use Hotel Travago. We used the Travago guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, AJ Poke says Hisui Lelegant is a Pokemon I love and I think it'll be broken in the new meta. I'm excited to see if Hisui Lelegant will see more play. I know people are using it now, but like they're using it to kind of experiment with it. Um, but like for the reasons that you said, right, pairing with uh, Torkoal, Solar Blade. It's uh, nice to have as a fast mode on a on a Trick Room team as sure. well. Sure. Just to have straight hard trick room and then have Lilligant there. Cause it keeps your opponent guessing, are they going to lead trick room or are they going to lead with Lilligant Torkoal and blow me up? Like, mm-hmm. which are they doing? It's always that mind game. Seabass McChop says, no, but Urshifu with Scarf is the most busted thing I've ever seen. I would agree that Urshifu is probably the best Pokemon regulation D at this point. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's pretty much the consensus. Like, yeah. I, I found a very funny YouTube comment the other day. It said, everyone... When Reg D first dropped, Fluttermane will be gone in a couple of weeks. Now, two weeks since Reg G dropped, Fluttermane and Urshifu are on every team. (laughs) 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 You got them both. (laughs) But Urshifu with Scarf to deal with other Fluttermanes is really, really good. You go and take out the opposing Fluttermane and then your Fluttermane can do all the damage. (laughs) I mean, just being able to terrestrialize away from the typings that screw Urshifu up is ridiculous. I think people forgot how stupid Unseen Fist is. Right. Like, I've seen... Uh, or, yes, we're playing on Casual Ladder, but I have had moments where I considered protecting in front of an Urshifu and then had to remind myself, wait, that that's not a good idea. You, right. You are going to waste a turn. And I think just the fact that you have a Pokemon that that just stands there and keeps your opponent guessing... Of, okay, I guess I shouldn't protect now, right? It's crazy. It's crazy how that's a thing. Do you think that we're going to start seeing less protect in the game because of that? Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think mm. I think when there's a meta that Urshifu is popular in, popular in like we can look back to, I guess, Series 5 or Series 7 in VGC when Urshifu mm-hmm. wasn't completely one-shot by a bunch of Restricteds. Um, 
It was just one shot by one restricted at a time. I think that, yeah, we did see less protects. You at least have to gamble, right? You right. could protect to protect yourself from the side mob, but you have to realize that this Urshifu can hit you still, and it right. can hurt you. I think what that will end up doing, I think we'll start to see less of certain terror types. Uh, we'll start to see less terrifiers, less terror psychics. Not that there were that many already. Uh, Terra Ghost is a tough one. I don't see Terra Ghost going away because Terra Ghost just does so much against, mm. say, like Extreme Speed Dragonite with the with a Chen Pao or yeah, uh, yeah. or Fake Out that kind of thing. Uh, but you're going to want to defend yourself a little bit better against Urshifu uh, single and and Rapid Strike, um, and you'll do that through Terra Type because I- you can't do it through through Protect. If you're struggling against Urshifu out there, I'd highly consider looking into Hisui and Gudra. It's like mm. no no joke, really good. Because Hisui and Gudra, albeit is a steel type, typically runs flying Terra, so you'll resist the, the close combats from the Urshifus. And on top of all that, you raise your defenses with mm-hmm. with uh, acid armor and or shelter, whichever you prefer. And I know what you guys are thinking, but Kevin, crits break through defenses, don't they? Hisui and Gudra has shell armor. You can't crit it with Urshifu. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty decent counter to it. And I think it's legitimately not a horrible Pokemon in this meta. I, I, no, would, I, agree. I would sit down and look at Hisui and Gudra if you're trying to build a very strong team. I was super shocked when I played it on the channel. I was big shout out to the big shout out to the people uh, in the Q&A who said Hisui and Gudra as well. You are all ahead of the curve. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Jackson says, very excited to run a flex trick room team consisting of Cresselia or Saluna and probably Regilecki because it's the new bolt beam with ice Terra. I know that you think Cresselia is dumb. After I saw you explode with the Regilecki on the channel, I saw that video. You exploded with Regilecki on the channel, helping hand boosted, normal Terra, normal gem boosted, explode Regilecki. Cresselia still lived at like 10 HP. Dumb poke. They nerfed this one, by the <laughs> they way. They nerfed it, yeah. <laughs> what do you even do against that? Like, you, you choice ban the Urshifu. That's what you, you choice do. ban the Urshifu. It's exactly. the only thing you can do. <laughs> you lock Urshifu into one move and one move only. That's the way. Yeah. Tenedus is literally all of the Hisuian evolutions. I want to see them go toe to toe with the Paradox Mons. I don't think that they go toe to toe with the Paradox Mons since, like, I would consider. Paradox Pokemon to be closer to like Ultra Beasts mm-hmm. versus Hisuians, which I consider just like regional variants, but they are a little bit stronger regional variants. They're definitely making a difference in the meta. Like yes. even Sneasler. No one expected Sneasler to be great. And I, I even got people that like, <laughs> I think that titled the video, no one expected Sneasler to be this strong. And then there was a comment that said, how would you not expect a fast fighting type that also has a thing to hit Fluttermane not to be strong? And my answer to that was Toxicroak already existed. Right. It's not strong. You could scarf the Toxicroak and outspeed a Fluttermane if you want, but you, no one's going to do it. But the cool thing about Sneasler is the unburden just takes it over the top. It goes way too fast. Mm-hmm. And Dire Claw mm-hmm. is a cool move. Ah, uh, speaking of, there was a little bit of a fix. There's going to be an update uh, to Scarlet and Violet soon. Uh, moves like Dire Claw, Ceaseless Edge, and Stone Axe right now state that they have increased critical hit ratios when the moves actually don't have that. Oh, okay. Uh, which, like, you know, still the moves are good. 
even yeah. without the increased crit ratios. Um, and they're still going to be used, but that's fair. Just so y'all know, it's just a text change. Nothing's actually changing on the moves. I think. Yeah. Josh V says, I am with Kevin on being excited for Heatran. Love oh, that big love fire that turtle. I still love it, man. Yeah. Grass Terra is so good. Uh, John, John F says, honestly, I know it's not that amazing, but Del Fox. And of course there's Luna Rillaboom. I gotta say, I forgot Del Fox was even in home. <laughs> so did I. Yeah. So did I. It's there. I mean, you could terrestrialize it. Does it do? I don't even know what those stats are. I, I'm, I'm happy it's there. You know, I like Delphox. I played Delphox mm-hmm. a lot in Unite. Never played it competitive, though. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I might Mason, be forced to do that. <laughs> yeah. Mason Beast is, uh, hey, guys, Dundee here. Hey, Dundee. Hey, Dundee. Uh, I'm most excited for Hisui and Quillfish and Overquill. They share the same speed, so wanted to try Eviolite first and go from there. But I've been waiting since PLA for them. Mm. I don't know very much about Overquill except for a video that I did with Moxie the other day. And if you go over to Moxie's channel uh, over at Moxie Boosted, uh, you may or may not see that video up where we created a self-destructing overquill. (laughs) Self-destructing life orb overquill. (laughs) Swift swim. Self-destructing life orb overquill. That sounds like something that would happen when you stick Mike and Moxie in a room together like that. (laughs) They spent too much time cooking in that showdown chat. I'll give a little bit of context in that I he asked me, he was like, hey, can you tell me a Pokemon to use? I named three and he was like, already done it, already done it, already done it. I'm like, "Okay, well, I overquill He's like, I haven't done that. I guess we're doing over. <laughs> I guess we're doing it. Guess this is what where we are now. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, but but Swift Swim Mons are there. I truly do in terms of fish, uh PLA fish would prefer Basculegion. PLA fish. <laughs> <laughs> Which Emprice says as well. I'm so curious to try Basculegion male adaptability with Terra. It hurts. Uh, singles world needed another last respects user. And yes, last respects from Basculegion is nuts. You, you got reminded what that move was because it was exclusive to like what the dog, the dead yeah. degree bird. Yep. Yeah, we yep. got it on Basculegion now. I love it. It hurts. All you need is two poke. I think it starts off as 50. Mm-hmm. So if you bring it in the back, you already have a base 150 move if both of the front Pokemon die. And if you nuts. lose your Sidemon, that's another 50. Now you're at 200. That's an explosion every time or a self-destruct every time. It's crazy for free. It's really good. Yeah. Just, just, just on a move on a Pokemon that has faster than flutter main speed. And the then, rain. you know what? Bring a Pokemon back. Revive one. <gasps> Bring a Palmot. We could do that now. Mm-hmm. 250. For, bring a Rabska. <laughs> Let's bring Rabska, a Rabska. Exactly. Uh, I, Forrest Moore. Uh, Forrest M says, wait, just marking that clip. Forest M says, I didn't start playing VGC until the end of Swish, so I'm excited to try Rishifu. I'm sad uh, Mike didn't take the moment to say Chestnut, LOL. Also going to, to my first local this weekend. Nice. Oh, good luck. That's this awesome, for Two weeks Best ago, luck. but good luck. Yeah, I hope you did well. <laughs> True. <laughs> and then let's do one more. There were a lot on this one, but um, but I will save that for another time. We'll never come back to this again. Uh, try- <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that for another time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they, they never did. Um, but no, I'll go through some of these. I'll publish them. You can go to the episode and go and see it. 
Um, Jetpack the 67th said Reggie Lackey is a good iron bundle counter with a choice scarf. Ooh, it can probably one shot any iron bundle after outspeeding. Terra Electric plus Transistor is scary and it's one of my favorite Pokemon. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a very strong one. I think it's actually pretty decent in Regulation D2. I haven't seen it with mm. choice scarf yet. Neither have I. Typically, people are just using it as speed control, but I guess, yeah, that is the only way to outspeed a booster bundle. Do just people t- still put Magnet on Regilecki, or is that a no-no? No, no, it's Covert Cloak now. Covert Cloak. Oh, yeah. so it doesn't get fake outed. Because mm-hmm. mm. you typically use it as speed control, so one way to stop it is just by, like a fake out plus attack, and then it's gone. Right. So now they don't have that option anymore. Yeah, and that makes sense, right? Because it's like the, the two things that you can do to get out of a fake out, I guess the three things that you can do. Four things. Wow, there's so many things you can do for fake out. The four things that you would you would do is either ghost terra covert cloak switch out or protect and eh, regilecki it. doesn't really want to protect you don't really want to switch out regilecki because the the uh damage that you would do to the other pokemon is not good the pokemon that you would swap into it plus you want to do damage with regilecki you don't want to switch it out uh you don't want to give it ghost terra because that's a wasted terra mm-hmm. so yeah i guess covert cloak is usually the answer whatever works right Whatever works. Anyway, so that was uh, episode 168. Thank you, everybody, for the questions. I'll continue going through those after, and I'll publish some good ones. Um, in episode 169, Milwaukee, Korea, and Regirock. Uh, that was... <laughs> that's, a, that's a title right there. <laughs> that's a title, yeah. You cover it all the bases. What do those three places have in common? Not much usually, is what I wrote. They had rocks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No Rocky. No <laughs> Reggie rocky There we go. We got there. Perfect. Uh, in that episode, I uh, wrote from our discussion about what happened in Korea, what do you, uh, do you think the ruling was fair? There was a little bit more of a development since then as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess to touch base back on that. Um, a lot of things were canceled, were they not? What the, uh, uh from when it was uh, going on in Korea? No, the, no, they got worse. No, they weren't. Yeah, canceled. Yeah, things they, got they, worse. They, they, yeah. they double dipped. They went in. Um, uh, yeah, they permanently banned those four players from ever competing ever again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because they dug deep and they found out that I guess their teams were generated. Yeah. So they dug real deep. And not, and not these specific teams, they went far. They went back to rental codes that they used in previous tournaments years prior. They wow. went deep, deep to just get more dirt on these guys, which like I get fine. They broke your rules to, like six years ago or five years ago. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that they went that far is kind of funny to me. It's like they're going really far just to justify their decision, huh? It's like they made a decision and now they're looking for justifications, which is a really scummy thing to do, in my opinion. Like if you're going to be justified, be justified. Don't make a decision and then be justified. Right. Yeah. But a, a lot of people like took the time to like open up the rule book and actually read like what some of the rulings are in this. And it, it's gotten to the point where you can get disqualified per judge's discretion hmm. is in the rule book. They can disqualify you just cause 
what? (laughs) Which I think for a lot of the people in the VGC community right now, it's, it's made them give a good hard look at what our current rules are. It's like, oh, if, if that is what can happen over in Korea, what can happen over here? And you shared something recently with uh, some of the rules that I think go along with like branding. Yeah, yeah, you can't you you can't nickname Pokemon after other yes. copyright entities and <laughs> characters. So you can't take a Rillaboom and call it SSJ three Goku. Like you, it, technically, that is a character. That's a great name for a Rillaboom, though. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You can't take a Brute Bonnet and call it Old Greg because Mighty Boosh did that already. Mm. Like. So what's the point of nicknaming them at this point? Like, what do well, I'm gonna call it Timmy? I don't want to call it Timmy. No one's gonna get it. So I can't name you can't Armor reference Rouge, Mega Man and and Cerule Edge Zero. Like, According to the rules, no. Hmm. Mm. And you know, like I can I can kind of understand that. You go on stream, right? You go on stream and the, you you have your nickname showing for everybody because of course you didn't turn it off and. Now you're, you know, Mega Man Armor is just on display for everybody or, you know, in some more risque care, uh, cases, names that probably shouldn't be on stream with with a bunch of kids watching. I'm going to go to NAIC and then just raise my hand and ask for a judge every single time my opponent references a character in their nickname. Mm. Judge! They called their monkey Goku. It's not OK. <laughs> Making me want to watch Dragon Ball Z. I'm getting distracted. I'm going to go watch Dragon Ball at this event now. (laughs) Do you want that? I don't know, man. That seems a little... I get it, but like, I don't get it. Nah, yeah. I see what (laughs) you're saying. Uh, And the comments reflected that pretty pretty well. The Q&A reflected that pretty well. Uh, McGundam (laughs) says... uh, You can't bring that to an event. You can't bring that, no. (laughs) You're not bringing McGundam to an event. (laughs) Yes, they knew what they were doing, but it also showed a flaw in their system. So the system needs to get better in Korea. And I think that is just kind of where, you know, I think that's the moral of the story is uh, there were some issues that were exploited Mm -hmm. uh, from everybody. And and that, that needs to be fixed. The, 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 The big issue I see is like lifetime ban, though, really? Sure. Like, like you really got to ban them lifetime. Do I really have to change my name now? But uh, I will. The the issue that I see is that and I and I've heard a lot of opinions online about this and a lot of people are saying um something along the lines of well, thank God they got banned from a game that doesn't like that you can't really have a career on. Mm. But but I don't I get that. Like sure, like you're not getting paid out as much as like say getting banned from League of Legends or something else. But, like, you got to realize these players to get where they are, live, breathe, and sleep this game, dude. Sure. And getting banned for from a game that you live, breathe, and sleep, like, that's a serious lifetime, like, like life change that you just, it's, like. It's painful. It's yeah, yeah, no, truly, truly painful. Yeah. The reason why they're posting these posts online is, is to get sympathy because this hurts. It yeah. doesn't feel good. And that's where I kind of feel bad for the players. They weren't doing anything like malicious. It's not like they were trying to take down the man. They were just trying to show that, hey, this is a problem that we need to fix. And I just feel like this is severe punishment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like making an example out of them. Like, yeah, go ahead. Go against TPCI. Good luck. 
Mm. Uh, it's a sour taste. Super Sam. Uh, I am going to read what Super Sam said, but there are Can't a couple. Can't have that of, name either. Yeah, nope, not happening. It's like Superman. Too bad. Oh, true. <laughs> Oh, or Super Saiyan. Oh, no. I feel like watching Dragon Ball now at your at your tournament. Um, I don't think you can side with a company that doesn't have the best public relations with its consumers, especially since they aren't going to change and disrespected the players. Things have to change. Um, I think in general, I, I agree with that. I don't necessarily think that the company is not listening. I think that in the moment they had something happen that they had to decide internally and they did. Um, does that mean that they're not going to be seeing what's going on and seeing how they can, they can handle it better next time? No, I think they're going to do exactly that. They're going to see what the people are, what the people are saying about that and come up with a more amicable solution the next time. You want to know what, what my problem is though? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm playing devil's advocate. Go for it. Go for it. Hey, this is what discussions are for. I'm upset that there are still toxic players online and there are still very like players that you don't want to be associated with your kids game that are still allowed to tournaments. They're banned from like every Victory Road event or every Mm. uh, Rose Tower event or any Nino Poke Bros event and things like that. They're banned from online events because people just know them to be bigots. But they're not banned from from Pokemon events. But these four players are indefinitely banned sure. because of a metronome team. Like there's still players running around that deserve the bans. But these four players are banned. And on top of that, uh, their world spots are not going to get filled. So Korea has no day two world spots. Mm. They won't even bring up the the fourth to eighth place. They're just going to leave it as no spots at all. That's really rough. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, yeah, the, the, your first point there of like, if there are other people out there doing much worse, why are these people getting, getting punished so hard? Uh, yes, I totally agree with that. I think that it's incredibly hard to equate the situations based mm-hmm. on the things that are going on. But what that means though, is there needs to be a lot more, uh, a lot more rigid rules in person for these events and a lot more rigid consequences for the people who do certain things at these events. Like I'm all for giving people a chance. If people are banned from Nino Pogi bros events and, and Rose tower events, victory road events, like what have you, mm-hmm. that's, that's one thing. But then if you go to a tournament and you're still the same, you know, goober over at those places, like get banned, do it, like get banned, give yes. yourself a reason to get banned, but then let it actually happen. And, and I think our sentiment was, was kind of on the same page. The last time we talked about this on, yeah. on, you know, pokey sports. And that was like, it sucks for the players, but we, we kind of saw where TPCI or whoever was in charge, Pokemon Korea, um, mm. we kind of saw where they were coming from in terms of the, original disqualification i i'm be honest i don't think an indefinite ban is necessary no i agree this with seems yeah. overquill very overquill <laughs> super overquill the most overquill we don't need to indefinitely ban these players mm-hmm. in general i'm sure there are great individuals that were helping make your game great yeah yeah um i'll say one more 
uh, Smart Cat and Espen says, no, like Metronome is awesome. I just love it. And I like this, <laughs> this take the best where well, I don't <laughs> play, know, like, play Metronome. I want to see <laughs> that. Yeah. Though imagine getting splash on Metronome and getting O-Code by Metronome Fisher crit ground Terra. Like, Ooh, yeah. Hmm. I, I love a, a good Metronome battle and I wish, I hope, I really do hope to see some people at NAIC who just burn their chance just using metronome. Did you see that clip online? Which one? Okay, so uh, Beanie was hosting yeah. a metronome-only tour. And during that tour, there was a Gothitelle on the field. Mm-hmm. And Gothitelle used metronome, obviously, and got imprisoned. So he it <gasps> imprisoned the enemy net metronomes. Hear me out. And then next turn, it was struggle, struggle. And then the next turn, the goth used metronome again and got explosion. <laughs> so the imprison ended. <laughs> oh my. So the no imprison way. ended. The shadow tag ended. <laughs> Now that's a roller coaster. That is the biggest emotional roller coaster I've ever heard of. And you're telling me that's not content? That's super content. <laughs> that is, that will bring more people to your game than any new game that you <laughs> you put out there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm really into it. <clears throat> but yeah. So that was that was the Korea situation. Um, thank you for all the people who, who weighed in on that. I love to read your opinions on, on that. I'm glad that there were so many people who are, who are on the same page as us or at least willing to, to, uh, uh hear us out mm-hmm. on what we were saying on that. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Um, and then last week was regulation D is full of bears. Oh yeah. That was the is. episode 170. Um, talking about, you know, Ursaluna and and uh, Urshifu, all the Urshifus, both the Urshifus. Uh, and in that one, we were just we we're just, you know, we just said it's AMA time. Ask us anything. Let's go. And we got plenty of questions and we're going to try and speed run that as best as we can, because I know we're running low on time here. Uh, let's start with AJ Polk, who says, I've always been interested about how to determine if offensive terror type or defensive terror type is better for a Pokemon. Ooh. How do I? Okay, I- I'll tackle this one. So mm-hmm. you, you got to look at the rest of the team and ask yourselves, what beats this right now? So uh, the best example that I can give is because since I play Trick Room so often is Torkoal. I always have a hard time deciding, is it going to be Fire Terra so I can blow things up? Or is it going to be Grass Terra so Amoongus doesn't destroy me? If I look at my team and I have things like Hatterene, which has Magic Bounce, you can't spore. If I have things like Grass Terra on my Ndidi, so you can't spore. If I have things like Safety Goggles on my King Gambit, so you can't spore. Am I actually still worried about Amoongus? Not really. Hmm. So do I need the Grass Terra on Torkoal? Not really. I could just redirect Grass Terra or redirect into a hard swap on a Magic Bounce or a hard swap on a Safety Goggles. At that point, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to just click Fire Terra and I'm going to hurt you. Uh, the other thought is, hey, it, what are the moves that I have on this Pokemon? Do I have moves that can benefit from changing my Terra type? Is this Pokemon a Terra Blast user? Like, is this Chiyu going to use Terra Blast with Terra Grass? 
There's a lot of there's a lot of things to consider. It's I, I know you were looking for a cut and dry answer, but it's really hard to give one. There are some Pokemon that you're just like, okay, fine, this is probably the best Terra for it, and I guess best one I can think of is like Fluttermane with Fairy Terra. But there are still Fluttermanes that aren't Fairy Terra out there, right? Sure. It's you could still experiment, and that's the beautiful thing about terrestrialization. Sure, there might be an optimal one, but that doesn't mean that every other one is bad. There is definitely a most commonly used terrestrialization but there is not a answer just think of dondozo how many terrestrializations of dondozo did we go through we went from grass for spore followed by steel so we don't get clear smugged followed by flying so that we don't get fissured by the opposing dondozo it's like we've been through the ringer (laughs) we've seen dragon for order up we've seen water for uh for wave crash or We've for the surfed on dozos, man. Yeah, exactly. We've <laughs> seen ground for earthquake. Like it's a whole spectrum of things that you can go for. So the, I guess the, the simple answer is it's, it's complicated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's no cut and dry answer. But, but I will say that you can experiment quite easily these days uh, just by saying, okay, I'm going to go with whatever move I'm using. If you're using a, a Pokemon like Chiyu and you're using a lot of Heat Wave, you can terrify her if you want to. And then as you experiment with the Chiyu and you're noticing, I'm getting hit by Fake Out a lot. Maybe I want to go Terra Ghost. Maybe mm-hmm. I want to try something else. Um, so, you know, it, it synergizes with your team. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speed round, right? Uh, Jonathan B says, I'd be happy with you guys releasing videos using the same team on a regular basis. Would be a fun comparison to see how you get on with the same team. More Pokesports content is always good. This mm-hmm. is something that we talk about like a lot. It's come up a bunch of times yeah. uh, saying like, hey, what if we use the same team in multiple videos, you know, give ourselves a, a day or two between them so that we can actually like digest the information and like really try and, you know, dig deep on a team. Um, there's a, there's a marketing answer to that. And there's a non-marketing answer to that. And I'll take this one mm. where on the marketing an- uh, answer to that is it depends on how you package that because yeah. anybody who's ever watched a let's play before will notice that the first episode of a let's play gets gets a lot more eyes than the uh, than the next episode of the let's play for good reason, because people think that they have to watch the first in order to watch the second. Hmm. Um, the way makes to, sense, yeah. yeah, the way <laughs> to combat that. And you've seen, you've probably seen at this point, certain channels do this where they don't really label, um, that a, a video is part of a series. Um, so if we were to do something like that, it would probably not look like it's the same team at face value until you actually go in. Um, so it would, it would be less than a, a thing that you watch being like, Oh, okay, let's see the Pokesports guys and how they've developed this team. You would only really know that if you had watched the last one. And mm-hmm. that would just kind of be like a silent agreement between you and I. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the non-marketing answer to that is that, yeah, I would love to do that. Cause then I would have to search for less teams. Yeah. 
I think that it's it's a constant battle of hey, do I want to improve at this game and improve with this team versus do I want to have to read comments telling me to play seventeen different teams and only playing one while everyone is asking for other ones, right? That's it's, exactly it, that too. The, yeah, because even on today, even when we're uploading videos with different Pokemon every single time, and me and Mike try very hard not to use the same Pokemon and not go against each other. Like I have written down teams that Mike has planned out for the next two weeks, so I don't copy him. Yeah. Um there are still people that are like, hey, when is the Charizard video coming out? When is the X video coming out? And we're just like, well, not within the next two weeks, but there's just that many Pokemon to siphon through. And it gets, it, it's a constant battle of us wanting to do everything at the same time um, versus just finding a comfort. And yeah. I think we, we tested it a little bit with Mike and his violence team and people love the violence videos. And, but even with the violence team, there's always a little bit of a change. It's never an identical that's right. Violence team. That's right. People are very familiar with the concept of violence, but people are, uh, people will never see the exact same team on mm. that, on that team twice. Um, and by the way, there will be a new violence team, uh, coming to NAIC. So Hype. that'll be fun. Uh, Brooke says one, what's your favorite mon to use in regulation D in brackets, not Oricorio. Okay. Favorite reg D mon for me. I hate I hate to say this. It's probably Ursaluna, dude. It's like still. <laughs> have you seen how much damage that thing did? I did also do mm-hmm. a stream last week of an Ursaluna team and just like going all in on this Ursaluna team that Bruno built for me. It's it's hilarious how much it can do. If there's a Pokemon that can one shot Cresselia, it's probably Ursaluna. Like that mm. that is probably the one that does it. It's wild. Yeah, I would have to say that so far, my favorite. <laughs> you know, I have been really, really liking what was it called? Um, that one Pokemon. That one Pokemon. You know the one. What type was it? Because I just recorded like six videos in a row. What type was it? What type was it? I don't. Yeah. Meh. That one it's Pokemon. Gone. I have been kind of liking Moltres. Hey, Reg G. Well, I've been kind of liking Galarian Moltres. Kind Goltress. of. Yeah. Okay, Flinchbot. Look at you. Building it to the point where it can survive one hit, uh, making it eat that citrus berry and maybe getting uh, the double survive berserk. another hit again, get that double berserk. It's pretty good when that mm-hmm. happens. I feel like people are going to start exper- uh, experimenting more with... Um, Ting Lu? No, it's Wo Chen. Wo Chen and uh, Moltres. Oh, that's Because dampening damage in order to keep yourself alive is basically the new Dynamax. Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Also, is Klefki in this? Not Klefki. Klefki uh, Com- is. Comfy? Is Comfy in this game? Comfy is not. Okay, because I remember Moltres Comfy being a big thing back in Swish. So if it is, I'm surprised it's not getting used more. Uh, that was largely because of Dynamax, if I remember correct. It was for weakness policy proccing. You would get yeah. the plus three, um, flower thing. Be able to just like, you get plus three triage on all of your healing moves. So you'd be able to draining kiss your side mon and then heal the Moltres back up beyond berserk and then it'll lose berserk and then up yeah. berserk and then lose berserk and then you just constantly be able to stack those berserks it's just that that's harder to do when your pokemon isn't double its hp oh neither is the enemy though <laughs> that's true that's, <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I guess the attacks <laughs> are still pretty damaging. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Justin says, what's a good way to play Reggie Drago and Tornadus? Reggie Drago. Them specifically together? I played a Reggie Drago recently. Okay. Um, I will say this. Dragon Maw hurts. It definitely mm-hmm. hurts. Uh, dragon energy is very painful I think the best way to play Reggie Drago at the current moment is to not lock yourself onto dragon energy maybe consider dragon fang over a choice specs because it's really easy to fall into that trap of hey now I'm half HP and not doing any damage again mm-hmm. so I think giving yourselves the options of like Draco meteor dragon pulse and a dragon energy with like maybe a protect in the end is perfectly fine also, if you're gonna run Reggie Drago, please, for the love of everything holy, have a fairy answer as one of the other five spots, like because you will not be able to hit them. You yeah. need a poison type, you need a steel type, you need them both. Heck, put a rev of room on your team. Oh, you have heat ran now. Put a heat ran on your team. Right? Problem solved. Tornadus is not one of those Pokemon, but uh, if if we're looking at how to use Tornadus specifically, right off the top of my head, Bleak Wind Storm, Tailwind, uh, uh, Taunt, and a flexible move. Maybe you have a uh, team that benefits from Rain Dance. Maybe you put uh, Rain Dance on there. Maybe you need Sunny Day. Put Sunny Day on that. Um, maybe you want to put Terra Blast just in case you want to do some uh, different damage as well. Uh, I can absolutely for sure. 100% yeah. uh, Cover Cloak on, on Cover Tornadoes. Amazing. Yeah. Every genie should get it. It's it's such a great item. Mm-hmm. Especially now that Rillaboom's in the game. Mm. If you were to make, Unknown, by the way, says, if you were to make a Pokemon team with one singular Pokemon, for instance, six Snorlaxes, what would it oh. be? Ooh. Also, I'll, I'll get to the second part after, but I will say the second part. Ooh, six singular Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is hard. So we're still playing doubles. Can I not just say like six Asians and and call it a day? I mean, that's cheating, right? I suppose Uh. you can. That's kind (laughs) of a boring answer. (laughs) Okay, no restricted bonds. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Six Urshifus, man. Because then I could have different types, can I? I You can. You can. Different styles. (sighs) I like six Urshifus. We could go six flutter mains and just <laughs> then you'd win. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, I like you know. I was told not to say Oricorio earlier, so I I think I might say Oricorio <laughs> now because this is my question, and I'm going to say that we can uh, change up the the forms. Okay, so one of each flavor. Exactly. You got your different flavored Oricorios there and then two two extras. Two double scoops. Yeah. Two double scoops. Yeah. Uh, and then second part to that was what's the perfect way to make a grilled cheese? You Do need you mayo a- on the bread and you need a toast on the mayo side. Yeah. That's how you get the nice crisp and keep the bread still soft and not dry. Do you toast it first and then put on the mayo? No. You uh, you go bread, cheese, bread, mayo uh-huh. on the outside and then put that in the skillet. On the mayo side. So you're heating up the bread with the mayo on it. Mm -hmm. Ah, so doesn't your skillet get all mayo-y? Nonstick fryer pan. Fair enough. enough. (laughs) I was just going to say. Mayo cooks well. I mean, mayo is just eggs if you think about it. It's literally just eggs. So if you just treat it like it's eggs, you're technically making like French toast in theory. Mm, French toast with cheese inside. Not bad. 
Um, I was going to say slap some do, kimchi. You slap do, some kimchi in that oh, thing. Oh, you went mm. all in. Like you oh, went yeah. like straight to a different continent. I'm still in America. I don't know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Korea. I wanted to yeah, go support I mean, my friends. <laughs> listen, we're talking about grilled cheese. I was like, okay, we're the home of the grilled cheese, I guess. <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't like mayo, you can do butter in the same concept. But sure. <laughs> put fat on the outside in some fashion and fry that. Yes. And then fry that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've been, I've been messing around with the air fryer recently and like, I've never thought of trying an air fried grilled cheese. And now I'm like, oh, maybe I oh. should. That's a good way to get an even toast. <laughs> you know, get that toast everywhere. Um, I hope that sufficiently answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, us know see, how it goes next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seabass McChop says, what's the best Pokemon game? Nice and easy. Best Pokemon game? Best like, Pokemon game. Period? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it didn't specify mainland or main, mainland, mainline <laughs> or otherwise. Ah, I'm looking at all the games I got. This is including Mystery Dungeon. This is including... GameCube stuff. This is uh, including Magikarp Jump. Um, this is including Pokemon Smile, which is my joke answer. The sellout answer is Heart Gold Soul Silver, but I won't okay. say that game because I actually don't like how long it is. It's too long. Mm. Uh, I know because I played through it recently and I got bored by the second I got to Kanto. I was like, I'm I'm kind of done. I'm like, I get oh, it. I have to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like ugh, I just beat this game. Now I got to do it twice. I. I want to say platinum is a special place in my heart because I had the most fun with that as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Oras because it was a great developed game, but I didn't enjoy my time with it because I sped through it in one night just to get content out because that's just what my life was back then. <laughs> right. So I don't remember it having a good experience with it. I'm sure if I replayed it now, I'd love that game. I don't think I've ever enjoyed a story in a Pokemon game as much as I enjoyed the black and white series. And I know a lot of people have mixed feelings over Gen 5, and I appreciate that. But I think the whole concept of traveling around with a bunch of different friends and uh, the whole story that N had, I think was just wonderful. I think the, the the negative experiences people have with Unova is the decks. That's it. Right. Like, the, does anyone actually hate the story? I don't think so. It's just the decks. They don't like the fact that they were forced to use a bunch of weird looking Pokemon that are the same as the old looking Pokemon, but different. Yeah. Um, I get that. It was adventurous. I'd like. I give that to Game Freak. They're not willing to take that many risks nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. It, like that. That was a risk they took. And they went with it. They completely backpedaled the second they got to black to white too, but they went with that risk day one on that, on release. Yeah. So I can respect that. Yeah. I, I mean, competitively, I don't know if I cared too much about black and white back in that. that I only started era. caring in, in gen six. I think yeah. X and Y. X that and was, Y was my moment for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, Harry says once in a lifetime, you can affect real change. Uh, we're a big community. You can do this band together, campaign hard. And maybe just maybe we can make Dershifu mainstream. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's called Dershifu nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll yeah. say it enough times in a video to get it sticking. It's Harry, Dershifu. I will stand on my peach box to shout this to the community as long as it takes 
I will make Dershifu happen. What do they call it? Like they, people say water shifu. Single that strike. is a thing that oh, people just say single strike. Yeah. No, that's that's stupid. It's dershifu. It's dershifu. It's water and it shifu was not and for three years. <laughs> no one called it dershifu. No one called it that, and I don't understand why. <laughs> Watershifu right is watershifu was there from the get go. People love that. People were there for it. Dershifu was de- anyway. Okay, we, we have watoros for water. Paul Day and toros. What is fire toros? What do we say Foros. for that? Foros. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got Dershifu and Foros. Can't Dershifu wait for this team. Foros. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan C gives an appreciation post. Says, hey guys, not so much a question, but appreciation for all you do. I was super stoked to see how much Mike enjoyed my cha-cha real smooth team. That was you. Keep <laughs> up the content and amazing how much I've learned. Thank you so much. For, he liked it enough that he's going to bring it to a global competition. Yeah. <laughs> he's Listen, traveling to bring Oracorio. Yeah, I am. I am going to change it up a little bit. Just a little bit. Just because I think I, yeah. I need to not just micify it, but I need to um, have it go up against the Pokemon that are most used right now. What was that? Per- what was that kind person's name again? Uh, Dan. Dan. I'm just saying. Mike's looking for some Reg D teams. There's a new, 100%. there's a new dancer in town. There's a victory dancer. I'm sure you could make something happen. You could do victory dance Hisui and Lilligant and Oracorio. Oh, ah. mm. Phys- physical is, is quiver dance. Oh, what victory? Yeah, victory okay. dance. Yeah, yeah. It's a physical quiver dance. Okay. Uh, what's Oricorio's uh, physical attack like? It's doable. It's doable. It's yeah, you can even like <laughs> you can even crack. Uh, yeah, but you'll be plus one. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. You can even crack um, crack your item and then go for like acrobatics and stuff like that. Mm. Okay, so it's step. it's possible. I'm looking at the physical attacks on Noricoria right now. We've got acrobatics. The end. Terrorblast. You turn. <laughs> 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 you turn Terrorblast. What's the special oh, I, attack on Oracoria? 98. I guess that is a little better. Yeah, it is a little better. Uh, wow, yeah, Acrobatics is kind of the only physical move that Oracoria <laughs> has going for it, huh? Ugh. <laughs> That's fine. You know what? That'll Good be Terrorblast and uh, whatever. <laughs> Good anyway. luck, Dan. Figure Good it luck, out. Dan. Thank you. Uh, Don says critical hits only ignore a positive defense boost. You still do more damage if the opponent has a defense drop. I guess I said something wrong. That happens. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Thanks, Don. Uh, here we go. Alex says, love your podcast question. If you were to run a gym, where would it be? What type would you use? And what you know, they say, what would be your team? I'm just going to give you the first two. Where would it be? And what type would you use? Where would it be? Yeah. The dumpster. And I'm going to be poison type. Oh, interesting. So you're like the in sword and shield, the, the punk rockers, the dark type. No, dark but type I would be gym. poison type. Spike myth. Yes. But I would. But be you would be poisoned type. in a dumpster. Okay. <laughs> yes. Cool. Are you doing that to, to, you're doing that to be funny, but why, why would it be in a dumpster? Um, cause trubbish. Oh, okay, okay. So that would be like your your my ace spotlight Pokemon. Your ace, yeah. That would be my ace. Would be Garbodor. 
I just like dumb looking Pokemon. I mean, yeah. if I'm going to be like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'd run a ghost type gym with Fluttermane on. No, I'm going to write, use a poison type gym with Trubbishes. Mm. And I can use like Heat Ran on my team too, because like you got to uh, burn the, the trash. Yes, yeah. the incinerator. I can okay. get creative with this. I'm into it. So I we're not just going junkyard with the type. King. Nah, you're, junkyard you're Cynthia king. Nah. You're Cynthia Absolutely. Cool. I think that's what Pokemon gyms need. Like, wh- why are we monotype? Why can't we be themed? Why can't we have a, a trash king going with Trubbish and Heran? I what like a, it. What else? What is another? Uh, would you use Dynamax, Terrastalize, or Megas? Ooh. Yeah. What's your gimmick? Ooh. Z moves. No, yeah? We're on the dance floor, baby. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm into it. <laughs> oh, but you've you've just taken mine though. Yeah. <laughs> mine would actually be on the dance floor. The dance floor. Let me guess what Pokemon you'd have. Quaquable. <laughs> uh yeah, okay. But I would also toss in Pokemon that don't necessarily have dance moves. So I would not have, what's his name? Uh, Volcarona. I, I don't actually want that in there. Ludicolo would absolutely be in there. Yeah. Hitmontop. Hitmontop might join. Breloom would absolutely join because I think Breloom would be a very good dancer. It just kind of hops like a kangaroo. Bum, what bum, is bum, Breloom? Bum. Is it like a kangaroo mushroom? Don't ask is me that those what questions. That is? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then it would be Megas. Meg- Megas would be my gimmick, but it would be Mega Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> it's all four types at once. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> four stab moves. <laughs> it's just like a big fruit hat. Perfect. Oh, ah, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big flamenco dancer. It does all the things. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I knew what Breloom was. Uh, I'm sure the answer is obvious, but is I it a don't marsupial know. or a plant? Will we ever know? Oh, I guess it's a fungi. Well, I now am curious what the Bray and Breloom means. Um, <sighs> trivia: Breloom is Breloom. The Oom um is Shroom. I know that. Ah, uh, yes, of course. But the Bray. Breloom seems to be based on a mushroom, specifically agaric types. The red nodules, uh, yada, yada. Name origin. Here we go. Breloom may be a combination of umbrella and mushroom. Okay. It's less interesting than I thought. That's got to be the most disappointing etymology that we've ever gotten. Yeah. It may also (laughs) incorporate brawl and bloom. No. I don't think it does. I think it's umbrella and I think it's stupid, but I'm glad that I know (laughs) that now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Bozart says, Hey guys, finally caught up after listening every day. I don't know for how long, uh, I was wondering if there's any advice for someone who's trying to wet their toes in competitive. Thank you. Such a, such a stupid answer to your question, but the best time, the best way to wet your toes is by not wetting your toes and jumping into the pool. Mm. It's going full force. I think, I, I think Getting rental teams is always going to be the best start. And every person that tells you to play competitive Pokemon or that you ask this question to will tell you to just grab a rental team because it's very hard to know what you're supposed to do without knowing what you're doing. Right. So just take the teams that people that build that know what they're doing made and then figuring out why it is they did the things that they did 
And the more comfortable you get with that team, the better you will play and the more of the game you will understand. But it's very, you can't read a book, you can't read a guide, you can't learn how to play Pokemon through reading, I don't think. The mm. best way is to just do it. Like you can read a thousand books on soccer, you're not going to know how to play soccer. You're not going to be Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo. You got to just get in get in the weeds. Here's something. Um I don't think a lot of people will tell you to do this, but as you go and take your rental codes, go on into uh, a battle with them. Go and look at every single one of those Pokémon in their summary. Because the, the problem with rental codes is that you, you can't go in there and look at what each of those Pokemon do and why they do it. Uh, you can't see what their attack stat, special attack stat, how they were EV'd. But when you're in the summary in the game, in the battle, you can see where those EVs were allocated. So what I would do if I were brand new and getting advice from somebody is I would go into a battle. I would check the summary. I'd take like... 10 seconds, maybe 20 seconds. Maybe you lose a turn. Maybe you lose that first game. It doesn't matter. Uh, You screenshot every single one of those Pokemon on that team that you're using. Look uh, at what's going on there and try and figure out why does this Pokemon have this move on it right now? Why does this Chi Yu run Heat Wave and Flamethrower? What's what's going on there? Mm -hmm. Those are two fire fire moves. moves. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Dark Pulse on this Chiyu? Why is Protect on this Chiyu? How much defense does it have? Can it live a hit? Does it have more or less defense than the Pokemon below it? Does it have more or less HP than the Pokemon above it? Who does the most special attack? Who does the most attack? Who's the fastest on my team? Understanding Um, speed tiers in general is very important too. Especially if you're new, you've got to know who goes first, what goes second, and who's on third, you know? You got to know. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, I think once you learn the basics of that, from there, it's just team building. From there, it's uh, just understanding how a battle goes from start to finish and what uh, moves you can do to set yourself up for success, you know, for that turn, for two turns later, for three turns later. Um, Kind of playing the game before you play the game. Mm -hmm. That is admittedly the hardest part and nobody fully has it correct. So just know that everybody is constantly making mistakes in Pokemon and that any kind of win you can get, take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Josh V says, if you could have any Pokemon as a pet, which one would it be? Oh, Rockruff. See, they said as well, uh, Josh said, mine would be Umbreon or Duskform Lycanroc. I like no. I don't want the big one. I want the little one. Just keep. I'm gonna oh, keep yeah. the the rock rough. Rock rough like was so my first shiny. Oh really? Accidentally when I was playing through sword, uh, sun and moon. Yeah. Well, congratulations. A little blue dog. I was like, oh, there's a different one. <laughs> I wonder how many people would say like the dog Pokemon or the cat I, Pokemon. It's the easiest way. I mean, I'd also take a Litten. Litten's pretty cute. Sure. Not in center. I don't want that thing next to me. That's it's <laughs> a big meaty cat. I don't think I want that. I'll take the Litten though. Yeah. They they made those Pokemon for that reason. Oh yeah, yeah. Sprigatito. Everyone's gonna say Sprigatito. Um, I would say Sprigatito as well. Sure. I yeah, I don't know if I'm cat guy. Eh. What would I'm gonna say you Mewtwo. want? Mewtwo. Hello, you want a sentient being as your pet? Sounds great. <laughs> Mewtwo. No, not as my pet. As my <laughs> equal. 
Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's we, the whole point of that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got there. Speaking of Mewtwo, Mewtwo and Ultras is, uh, it has a bunch, actually, and we're going to answer them quickly, as quickly as we can. One to two word answers here. Uh, one, is Mewtwo really a psychopath? Yes. No. No. No, no, no. I changed my misunderstood. mind. Misunderstood. No, no. Yeah. Mewtwo is misunderstood. Honestly, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they also ask, what are both of your MBTI types? I don't actually know. I, I haven't done one of those tests. The, uh, oh, you know, the IN, INFP thing. I'm definitely know? an I. I don't know the other letters, though. You are certainly an I. Yeah. I am fully happy and content being right here for the rest of my life. There are a lot of people <laughs> who will say they're introverted while actually being extroverted. You are an introvert through and through. You have to sure. get, you have to pick me up and say, Kevin, we are going somewhere today for me <laughs> to go somewhere today. Yes, that is. And Mike will know. Mike is like, Kevin, we have to go to this podcasting studio today. Are you going to be okay doing that? Yes, Mike, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I don't consider myself an extrovert, but I, I think I've had to adopt a lot of extroverted tendencies to uh, function on a lot of the things that I do. That's so, fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, what like recharges work, my batteries yeah. though is is definitely alone time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but introversion extroversion is such a strange spectrum, and it changes day to day depending on what you're doing. So you know, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a whole it's, thing. I've studied psychology for a very long time. So I got a, I got a degree in psychology, actually. And, and like the, the whole thought process of labeling things is weird to me. It's like it's hard. It's hard to label things. And it's it's I understand why labels are important, why they're necessary. Mm-hmm. But I also see how they're harmful. You know, sure. it's like I feel like sometimes you fall into self-fulfilling prophecy with a lot of the things that you just get labeled as. It's like, oh, I guess I'm an introvert. That means I don't like going outside, so I won't go outside. It's like you kind of fall. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, there's Short answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. And you know what? No, I want to I get you more into that. You tickled my brain. Sorry. Because <laughs> now you, you've in turn tickled mine. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been chatting a lot recently about love languages. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there, there's the common ones, very common ones that people use all the time, like words of affirmation and, you know, acts of service and physical gifts, that kind of thing. Um, where like, yeah, it, it can be very dangerous to label someone's love language as one thing. Cause like, yes, they would prefer, uh, one thing on a, you know, on any given day, but, if that becomes the only way that you show affection to somebody that can be very damaging, that can mm-hmm. be, uh, that can get stale very quick and it can ruin somebody's ability to like something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, introspective sports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, how do you, ma- <laughs> how do you make the OP is Mewtwo? <laughs> you, you give it a mega evolution and you yeah. use the Y one. Yeah. You yeah, click, that's true. You click mute to Y and then click size strike. <laughs> exactly. Problem solved. Uh, thoughts on Mewtwo shiny. Yeah, I don't oh, like is that the color. The green, is that the that's green the one? Green one. Yeah. The green belly. I don't, I don't really like the color. Although I don't love it. I don't hate it. I think there are worse ones out there. Totally. 
Like totally. uh, the the thought process of Gengar angers me. The thought process of Garchomp angers me. Like you had the chance to make a pink Gengar and a pink Garchomp, and you didn't do it. Like, hello, who who is this Gengar that is one shade different? It, right. You you literally took the color wheel and you went from E to F on the last letter, and that's what you did as the shiny. Yeah, and then number five. Why does everybody hate Mewtwo? I don't think everybody hates Mewtwo. I kind of like it. I don't think everybody hates Mewtwo. I think that Mewtwo falls in a very strange category of a Pokemon that was made with a monotype with, you know, really strong stats. And then also given a mega evolution that like solidified it in this place where it's almost never used. I think people hate Mewtwo the same way they hate Charizard in the sense that everyone loves Charizard and that's why they hate Charizard. Everyone mm. loves Mewtwo and that's why Mewtwo is hated. It's, it's like, like a schoolyard bully. They yeah. pick on them because they like it. Yeah. You know, I, I think Mewtwo is fine design-wise, gameplay-wise. Yeah, it has Gen 1 syndrome. You can't sure. do anything about it. It just got power crept for 25 years straight. Like, <laughs> who can stop it, right? Um, mm. But I, I, I like it. Nice looking guy. Yeah. We don't have that many questions left. Um, I am just going to ask say us this anything, last one. More like ask us everything. Yeah. Ask us everything. Well, that's what an AMA is, right? You just <laughs> go through all the questions. It's just one last uh, one, one left. <clears throat> uh, oh, that's actually a good one. Wazboss says, uh, how long does it take for you to make a VGC team? Oh, like, build it in game days? if we were going to build on uh, showdown good question if i'm just like on showdown and i could just smack some mons together if you wanted to go through the whole process of creating a team in theory and then going and putting it in game uh i think most of the time the bulk of what you're going to be doing is actually in the team building stage in like theory crafting the team mm-hmm. uh creating the team in game now takes a lot less time because of all the things that the game has put in to make uh catching and and breeding and uh, ev training iv breeding uh easier so still not, time consuming uh, time consuming yes but if yeah. you have enough money then you'll be yeah. you'll be all right um but yeah for team building how how long does it take for you to theory craft a decent vgc team um yeah i, I was just about to say that's just there there there's a way to team build and like make it perfect like mm-hmm. as perfect as possible like me and bruno have been building a trick room team for weeks now and we it's still not where we want it to be for naic but to make it usable um it might take me like maybe one to two hours i, I honestly uh, that, that but that's me with like a lot of practice doing it yeah usually you want to start off with an idea start off with the core uh, make sure you fill up your type weaknesses. Make sure that you have your water, grass, fire for certain situations. Make sure you want to have your fantasy core. Just make sure that your your typings can cover each other. Got to find yourselves uh, usable EVs, whether that's 252, 252, or whether that's uh, I'm going to use the bump on whatever my positive nature is and then level it out with my speed. Make sure I outspeed the important ones. Uh, put the rest in HP and defenses. Probably like one to two hours. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to get really in depth, I would damage calc. That would probably take me another hour and a half, you know, 
It depends on how in-depth you go, right? Yeah. So I, I guess the short answer is truly however long you want, right? Because like to actually think about a team and put a, a team together, you can either be like, hey, this is my favorite Pokemon. I'm going to make a team around it. Go on to Picolytics and choose five of the most popular Pokemon and just toss it on a team. Or maybe you have like a couple of Pokemon that are your favorites and you just go and toss those in. And see if you can make it work. But I think the real answer is if you really want to make a team work, you're going to spend a lot of time with it. And it's going to change a lot. Mm. Right. Because you're going to have your team. You're going to go into the battle arena. You're going to try uh, a couple of games, see how it feels, see how, you know, your wins, losses happen uh, and then go back and change things. No team is ever perfect either. Even the most meta team that has 120 regionals in a row has a counter. Rinya Sun had a counter. Uh, good stuffs in Reg C, I'm sure, is going to find a counter at NAIC, and I'm sure that team is going to win the whole thing. Uh, sometimes I don't want to make it sound like uh, you're working towards a nothing goal, but no team is ever perfect, and there's always something that can be improved on. It just depends on the situation. depends on the meta. Another way to say that is uh, that isn't the point of Pokemon. Mm-hmm creating your team, creating the best team is not the point of Pokemon. Adapt, evolve. Exactly. Creating a team that you can play well, that is the point. Mm -hmm. Creating a team that can change for your next uh, battle, that is the point. Yeah. Anyway, and with that, I think that's the end of our Q&A. This is officially, I believe, our longest episode of Pokesports. Not until I cut it in half. (laughs) Oh, no. Kevin used sharpness, stone edge, kapa, or stone axe, kapa, kapa. There you go. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to this as we go through all of the questions for the past three weeks and then a big old one for this one. Uh, if you want to go and see us while we're away, you can do that over at uh, youtube.com slash pokesports uh, where we put out a different video every day. Uh, you might see Kevin streaming on YouTube these days because this whole Twitch kick nonsense is just way over my head and I don't care to, to get into it. Uh, <laughs> so we're just going to go, go to where we we're safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to yeah. go where we're safe. <laughs> oh man, I want to talk to you about kick after this. Cause it's it, man. It's, uh, it's rough. It's an opinion. (laughs) It's an opinion. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening and we will see you over at NAIC if you're going to be there. Um, oh, oh, I I hesitate to do this right now. Yeah. I'm still going to do this right now. I'm curious who's, who's actually still listening. Um, Kevin, you and I, we have questions. Hmm? We need to make questions. Oh, for each other? If you see us at NAIC in Columbus, Ohio, if you uh, see Kevin, go up to Kevin. Kevin, take your headset off. Thank you. I want you to ask Kevin. Let me think about that. Let me think about it. Here we go. Here we go. How many plushes do you have? That question again, that's how many plushes do you have? Okay. That was the world's longest question. Jeez, I had my head. I had to repeat it. I repeated it twice. I had my headphones off for so long, my ears got cold. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Uh, so Kevin, think of a question real quick. I'm going to take off my headset. I had so much uh, time to think of one. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. Good. You used your time productively. Yes. If you see me at NAIC, uh, you need to ask me. Don't ask him anything. Just tape something to his back. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, folks, we'll see you over there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks so much for just being awesome people. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs>